HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Root 11 Potato Chips. Made with a secret recipe and superior ingredients, their mission is to make an outstanding product in a safe and clean environment. To learn more, visit rt11.com. If your food media diet is fueled by HRN, become a monthly donor today. Visit heritageradionetwork.org donate. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil runs his groove in the rhythm and blues that sound. It's gonna get you Welcome back to a special edition of The Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. My name is Souther Teague. And I'm Greg Benson. Guys, some f- kind of interesting stuff happening in the news today, this week, right? Um, especially out here in the Bay Area. Uh, have you seen what's going on? Have you read about it, heard about it? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So apparently what we're looking at is a, is a kind of a backslide into... Uh, more mandates coming our way, uh, and uh, I think it's inevitable that it's going to uh, go ahead and sweep across the country, and it'll probably start in metropolitan areas, as it is beginning out there with you, Damon. What are your insights for what's going on in your area? We, I mean, a lot of us knew it was going to happen. I mean, as soon as they dropped the mask mandate, we're like, all right, cool, well, enjoy it while we can. <laughs> you know, it's it's definitely going to come <laughs> back. It's not over. You know, there's so many people who would come out here to visit from you know, all over the, the country, and, you know, they would get upset about it. I, I just heard people getting upset about it, still having to make reservations at bars, restaurants, you know, even some like retail, uh, you know, there are shops that would say, you know, it's by appointment only. Right. And so, and then, well, I mean, course, I got news for those people. There's a lot of bars here in New York city that have already stated that they've switched to that program for the pandemic, but they are doing well at it and are intent on continuing to be that way. Exactly. Um, and, you know, yeah. there's, it's one truly outstanding thing that's happened here over the last week is that the San Francisco Restaurant Coalition, uh, they got together and over 500 bars and restaurants in the Bay Area have decided to take it upon themselves to require proof of vaccination to go into their businesses. And it's become kind of, obviously, controversial in a, in a political way, but honestly, they're what the restaurants and bars are as businesses. They're well within their rights to, you know, that, that sign, that classic sign, right. It says we have the right to refuse service to anyone for any reason. I mean, that's a pretty big one. So and now you have to have either a photo 
the hard copy of your vaccine uh, vaccination card, uh, a photo, or um, actually there's a QR code that you can get to scan at the door. What are your thoughts on this, guys? I think that's pretty inevitable, honestly. And I was sort of saying this, you know, back when the, it was first announced that we had vaccines back in, you know, December and January is there was, you know, you were already starting to see the seeds of, you know, people being uh, skeptical about vaccines. And I and I don't want to dunk on anyone who has legitimate questions about a vaccine. This is a complex, you know, scientific discovery that was happened right. that was happened upon very very quickly and that you're getting injected into your body i think it's very natural to have questions and i'm sure we, we will cover that later but you know i i said that there was going to be a point where you know you can have all of the the the, the skepticism and the questions and you know it is unfortunately you're right to say you know what i i reject this life-saving miracle of science i don't want it thank you very much but ultimately i think it was going to be on private businesses to say okay you don't want that that's fine it is my right as a private business to say you can't come in whether that private business is a restaurant or a bar or a sporting arena or a airline company and i think that that is the sort of gentle societal pressure that we need i think nobody wanted to do it first which is why there was a lot of resistance to it uh, I think that there was kind of a big collective feeling across all sectors of modern society of like, well, let's just wait and see if maybe this is a thing that we need to do because they didn't want to draw the ire of the red hats, which I think is also perfectly understandable. But, you know, as we are once again on the precipice of backsliding back into where we were this time last year, I think it is imperative that people who do run these organizations that have that sway that can, you know, create the the carrot of, hey, you want to come into my bar, you have to be vaccinated. That's my right. I think that's absolutely the right thing to do. And I think that is the, you know, it's not, it's not someone, you know, dunking on someone on Twitter. It's not sharing some sort of shitting meme about, you know, people who don't want to get vaccinated. It's just saying like, hey, this is your choice and this is mine. And, you know, me, if you want to come in, then you got to play by my rules. I, I hope that it works. I hope, dearly hope that it works out for the San Francisco Restaurant Coalition. And I also dearly hope that it is not too late. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm right on board with you, Greg. You know, I feel there's a lot of uh, activity out there all over social media that uh, sort of has the tone of, well, if they're not vaccinated, fuck them. Um, but my feeling is there are many folks out there who have, have foregone the vaccination uh, and done it in an informed way. The truth of the matter is, though, they're making their informed decision based on misinformation. And they don't know that. So it's difficult to, uh, you know, to, for me anyway, ethically to just say, well, screw them. They, they, you know, it's a it's a um, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated then. So um, <clears throat> so I totally agree. And I think that societal pressure is what's going to turn the tide. I think it's unfortunate that uh, the government wasn't um, willful enough. The political will wasn't there to kind of enforce these sort of things earlier than now. Um, and, you know, I do want to try and like uh, dispel some of those uh, hesitancies that maybe uh, people have to get vaccinated. You know, uh, I think one of the things is that people think it came out so quickly and, and, and granted it did uh, as far as records go. But, you know, 
it wasn't that long ago that it took, uh, you know, months to travel from New York City to San Francisco to see Damon, uh, uh, you know, uh, and now we have other means of travel. They've come along pretty quickly and we can get there really fast. So things like that have happened in science as well. And the, I think the one of the biggest questions that's out there was about the mRNA development and how quickly that got uh, implemented. Uh, what people don't realize is that that the that technology, that science has been being worked on for over 30 years um, and hasn't it just hasn't had a place to be employed. Uh, also, it's a, a, a matter of manpower. You know, this is the first time we've had a global pandemic when we also had global easy access to information. And, you know, hundreds and hundreds of uh, scientists, hundreds of thousands probably of scientists all over the world were working on this problem all at once and sharing their information all at once instantly. So, you know, what what would seem like something that would be maybe take a month to do, took mere minutes to do because the information could travel so quickly and, and, and you know, you have more more hands on the job. You know, many hands make light work and speedy work. So, you know, even just those two factors folded in, uh, you know, if you if you take that information in, you can see that that alleviates some of the stress and, and, and might, might encourage people to go out and get vaccinated, which is, you know, simply the right thing to do, um, you know, in a public health uh, situation like this. You, you remove the politics from it and you just say, this isn't about uh, where I stand or sit on the sides of the aisle. This is about public health, my fellow man, protecting myself and protecting others around me. You know, that's just and the right protecting thing to your do. business, to be honest. I mean, and like, the, that's I think what this that, ultimately that's, is about. That's where this step is ultimately about, right? The businesses that we're in, uh, service uh, and hospitality, uh, have been affected by this pretty tremendously over the past 16 to 18 months. And if we see that it's starting to backslide and it's going to affect us again, we're going to stand up and start being, you know, a little bit uh, uh, more firm in our positions. And again, as Greg said, and uh, I think it's inevitable that this is going to probably uh, become become the situation all across the land. Yeah, I mean, it, the, one of the biggest things was, you know, like all these bars and restaurants and, you know, it was not just not even just bars and restaurants, things like salons, you know, they were shut Cruise down. ships, for, uh, yeah, yeah, anything, yeah. yeah. Yeah, shut down for long, long periods of time. And, you know, people lost jobs. People, let's say people lost loved ones, you know. It, and really what this is about is, you know, it's not it's not your right to be able to go to a bar. It's a privilege, you know. It's something that is something that you have to kind of respect in that way. And, you know, it, it got the message got kind of blurred and it was like a free for all again. And, and, you know, I think the, uh, you know, the, the bars and restaurant, the bar and restaurant owners in in San Francisco and the Bay area, like they were just like, you know what, we're, we need to do this the right way. And, uh, you know, this is the only, like no one else is helping us like make this happen. So we're taking it in our own hands. So pretty, pretty wild, man. Honestly, I, what's I, the, What's the public reaction been to that in San Francisco? How have, how have, how have, well, it doesn't, it doesn't, been going? It doesn't, how have the drinkers been taking it? Well, it doesn't technically go into effect until tomorrow, correct? I believe so, yeah. Thursday, 20, 29 or 28, whatever today is. I don't even yeah. know. 29, yeah. I think it's um, going to be a rude awakening for a lot of people uh, who just kind of are just flying by, you know, you know, non-vaccinated and not really taking it seriously as they should and I think, I think there will be some, I, honestly, I, I don't see, I, I think it's, it's all been pretty positive press so far. 
but one, you know, it hasn't started yet. So I think there's going to be some pushback and there's going to be some kind of slander. But ultimately, you know, this is this is where we stand. And I, I think it's the kind of I don't want to call it the last tool, but it's it's we're getting towards the end of the tools that we have in the box to use against these sorts of things. And right. I think that Americans who maybe are um, not getting vaccinated for whatever reason that they have, um, you know, they, they, Americans simply don't like to be told what to do. So if we're trying right. to tell them to get a vaccine, they may be resistant. However, I think what Americans don't like even more than being told what to do is having things taken away from them. So we start taking away your ability to go. Uh, to a bar, to a restaurant, to a, a hair salon, to get on a cruise ship, to get on an airplane, to travel, uh, you know, the country and or world. I think that that pressure will be the tipping point for at least a solid percentage. You know, and we're, we're not we're, we're still only around 48 percent vaccinated for the total country. Uh, and the goal is 70. Right. So we got 20 ish percent to go. Um, you know, I think that we can maybe with policies like this being put into place by the private sector, we can hopefully sway that that remaining twenty percent and get to a place yeah. that's closer to herd immunity. I, I, yeah. I just think it's, uh, you know, it sucks. We don't. We've none of us signed up in this field to be uh, to police people. Um, none of us signed up to, you know. Uh, certainly, we check your ID to make sure you're of legal age to be in our space. But none of us wants to know your medical history if you don't want to share it with us. None of us is right. is into that business. That's not the business we signed on to be in. Yeah. But if our businesses are failing because of this and our businesses are going away, we're going to start fighting tooth and nail to save them. And I think this is a, man, this it's a, a it's, clear it, showing of that for sure. It's a little, a bit of a line in the sand, you know, yeah. I don't like going to the DMV, but you know what? I like riding my motorcycle and driving my car, you know, and not having to worry about getting thrown in jail if I get pulled over, you know, it's just, yeah. Yep. And plus, uh, Plus, I feel sorry, Greg. Plus, I just feel that, you know, there are so many things in life that we did uh, uh, already where we had to be vaccinated. You know, you had to be vaccinated to go to school uh, as a kid. You had to be vaccinated to go to school as an adult into college level. Like, I don't think, you know, you join the military, you're vaccinated for everything right away. They don't they don't they don't even ask you, you know, um, I don't think it's too far out of line to suggest that the science that's valid and the product that's out there and working don't forget, now we're, we're well into 99% of the people who are ill enough to be hospitalized and or sadly die are, are the unvaccinated, meaning the vaccine works. And I think there's maybe even a little bit of unclarity there. I think that uh, the American uh, general uh, citizen thinks to himself or herself, the vaccine means I won't get the disease. That's incorrect. Uh, we're seeing that already, right? Even people who are vaccinated are coming down with the breakthroughs right. and the Delta variant. The vaccine doesn't stop you from getting the disease. It stops the disease from being ultimately bad. Um, and even that's a little bit confusing because when people say um, uh, asymptomatic or mild case, in the clinical world, mild doesn't mean you didn't feel a thing. Mild means you still could be flat on your ass and suffering for a week like you have a terrible flu, but you didn't visit the hospital. You didn't get intubated and certainly you didn't die. The vaccine is out there working. We can see that because people aren't dying. Um, so, you know, I think that it's a little bit of confusion on what the, what the public views as the, the ultimate answers to these things. It's, it's not a, it, it doesn't prevent you from getting it. It prevents you from getting it badly. Well, and this sort of goes to this real, this thing that I, we sort of touched about when we did our, our um, wrap up show last year, which is just, I think honestly, the thing that really hurts the most 
is just the severe abdication of responsibility by the folks that we elect and pay to lead us, you know? I mean, there and and I don't want to uh yeah i i'm not trying to both sides this i'm not trying to say that like the current administration is just as bad as the last one obviously that is objectively not true however there are still politicians uh, elected in cities and states across this country who know what the right thing to do is who have been vaccinated themselves and yet for fear of of stepping on this bs culture war third rail are not coming out and saying you should get vaccinated which has left the responsibility to the general public at large to sort of police itself which leads to uh not not just what we're talking about now in san francisco and the fact that you know we in our industry have now basically been deputized as public health officials but it also means messaging it also means that there has I, I think that when the vaccine rollout came, there was this real failure to bring in the people who were genuinely skeptical, who had legitimate questions about this, again, complicated and novel medical procedure that there was this huge amount of societal pressure to get shot into your arm. And I think that because there wasn't an effort to make that outreach and because there wasn't an effort to answer those, the the messaging was just get the shot, idiot. And that was being amplified on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I think that that alienated a lot of people and sort of dug this whole trench in the culture wars that now that now we're we're fighting against. Um, I don't know. I, I sort of I feel like I should ask the two of you, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think after a move like this? I mean, I think just even before we started taping, um, New York City announced that it was going to require all of its uh, employees to either be vaccinated or submit to regular COVID tests. What what do you both, do you think that finally we're seeing a like, hopefully not too little too late action on behalf of government? And how's that going to trickle down specifically to us in our industry that's been pretty left out to dry for the last year and a half? Uh, Greg, I mean, I, I, I don't think that anything that can save lives uh, of uh, uh, is too too little or too late. So, um, you know, I'm just glad to see that that something is happening uh, again. New York announcing that, that I don't think it was just for the city; it was the state of New York, all state employees. Oh yeah, um, right. Um, and I hope other states em- employ similar measures. Uh, you know, more and more colleges are stepping forward and saying you can't come back on campus until you've been vaccinated. Again, with the San Francisco Bar and Restaurant Coalition stepping forward to say this, and this was voluntary; they did it themselves. Uh, you know, this was without any government oversight. I think we'll see more and more of that happening, and I'm glad to see it, uh, how it will affect the business. Um, I'm certain, unfortunately, uh, human nature makes me certain that uh, there will be more, um, you know, uh, frankly, shitty videos of people behaving terribly uh, towards uh, staffs of of businesses that choose to go down this road. Um you know, uh, flexing their own rights uh, and then denying someone else theirs uh, is sort of the the habit uh, that we see in these videos. Um, you know, just because you've chosen and have the right to not have the vaccine, as Damon said, I can choose and have the right to deny you service. Um, 
based on that. Um, and so I think that it's going to cause on a, anything. So, yeah, based yeah. on anything, I yeah, think it's going to cause. Uh, I think it's going to cause some ugly backlash, and we're going to see that a lot because even if it only happens ten times, we're going to it's going to get amplified on on social media more than the hundred times that something nice happens. That's just the way we are, right? We like to look at the train wreck. Um, so there's that part, but you know, I'm it's encouraging to me. Uh, and you know, I think luckily the businesses that that I operate and, and that Damon uh, operates, you know, we cultivated uh, over our time and careers a, a clientele that is, um, uh, you know, more generous back towards us because of the generosity that we've shown them. So I'm, I'm hopeful that none of this affects me or my staffs personally. And uh, and then when I say personally, I, I do. It does affect me personally, and it does affect me personally when. When I hear these stories coming from people on, on my teams or even teams that I'm just associated with, you know, it's it's kind of heartbreaking. But uh, for the greater good uh, of society as a whole and also for our businesses to survive, we, I don't think we can we can withstand another shutdown. You know, so we have to we have to take action. Exactly. That's exactly right. And that's you know, that's one of the major things that the San Francisco bars and restaurants, you know, that's that's their point, you know, like stop endangering not only us as, as in our health, but the business itself, you know, and, you know, I, my fear is, as you said, just to echo is that, you know, I'm sure we're going to see some, some videos of some, you know, tailgating, <laughs> you know, cause they can't go in, uh, drunken tailgaters, you know, like, you know, heckling or being violent towards guests going in and out of restaurants and bars that require uh proof of vaccination or even worse you know like being like violent and and aggressive and to, you know to to people into the, the physical business and uh, there's it's inevitable that some of that stuff's going to happen because people uh you know people are crazy <laughs> and so they, yeah, they are. Listen, uh, I don't mean to uh, interrupt you there, Damon, but literally on my phone right now, I'm just getting a notification from uh, uh, from the Internet that says uh, Biden plans to require COVID-19 vaccine or regular tests for all federal workers. So, you know, as we speak, that's in The Wall Street Journal, as we speak, this is this is making jumps from state and local up to Fed level. So, you know, again, I think it's it's the right thing to do to start putting pressure on people to make them understand that, like, we can't just live in this limbo world. And the only way out of it, frankly, is through the vaccine. And the longer we drag our feet, the more variants come around and, and render the vaccine useless. So we got to get it done. Exactly. Exactly. And once and once again, the bar industry leads the government to the right <laughs> conclusion. Right. Uh, you know, everything everything good started over a, a couple of people meeting in a bar. Um, so, like, let's get back to that time as quickly as we can. Absolutely. Absolutely. The whole uh, American Revolution started in taverns, man. Yeah. True. Well, thanks for jumping on to this special edition of the Speakeasy Guys. Check out Heritage Radio Network for many more programs like this one. And go out there and do your part and get vaccinated, y'all. Uh, yeah, I have one. I have one last little thing to say, uh, yeah. unrelated entirely. Um, but uh, our good friend Jack Schram, uh, formerly of Booker and Dax and Existing Conditions, and myself are going to do a thing that we're calling Guest Shift. Uh, it's going to be a um, an online thing uh, at gush dot com called Guest Shift. Uh, you can go on there. We're going to make a couple of drinks. Uh, you can get a you can buy a package that comes to your house, and uh, you get to make the drinks along with us. 
Uh, use promo code Souther25. That's at gush.com. Look for guest shift, and you can hang out with Jack Schramm and I uh, on the 26th of next month. So come hang out with us. Nice. Vaccine's not required, <laughs> but encouraged. Uh, yes, that. indeed. Thank you. Yes. Cool. All right, guys. Well, be safe out there. Till we meet again. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers everybody. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil runs his groove in them rhythm and blues. That's him. It's gonna get you This episode is brought to you by Root 11 Potato Chips. From the moment Route 11 dropped their first batch of chips back in the early days of 1992, they understood their destiny as a high-quality producer. Instead of succumbing to the frenzy of mass production, they took advantage of their small size and made chipping a personal art form. The payoff was immediate, an incredible potato chip. With a secret recipe and superior ingredients, their mission is to make an outstanding product in a safe and clean environment. In this world of uncertainty that we live in, Route 11 Potato Chips believe comfort food can be just that. Know where your food comes from. To learn more, visit rt11.com. Hey, this is Hannah, HRN's program manager. You may have noticed that we have a whole new look. We also launched a new website that's going to make your listening easier and more enjoyable than ever before. HRN is the original food podcast network. And as we enter a new chapter in our 12-year history, I want to ask you to invest in HRN for the long haul. If you rely on this show to fuel your food media diet, become a monthly sustaining member today. Our members keep the voice of America's food movement alive and kicking. Your donations support this podcast along with 40 other shows on Heritage Radio Network. Your contribution helps give HRN the security we need to stay on the airwaves throughout the pandemic, and your continued support is allowing us to reopen our studio. Plus, we like to give our regular members special treatment. So sign up to become a monthly donor and get access to our secret menu. We've gathered together exclusive discounts and offers from some of your favorite food and beverage brands. So you get to enjoy insider pricing on goods that will ship right to your door. Join our community of monthly donors and special deals will come your way throughout the summer. So can you make a gift of five or $10 a month? It'll show me and our whole team at HRN how much this podcast and food radio in general means to you. Become a monthly sustaining member today at heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. The Speakeasy is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to learn more about our 10-year anniversary celebration happening all year long, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com forward slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows that you like. Tell your friends. And please, join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.